Hello and welcome to the second ever episode of From the Beginning here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're going to get back into our discussion on Genesis chapter 1 and we're going to look at some of the practical applications of Genesis 1 and how it sets the stage for so many different uh, topics and theological doctrines of Scripture. So we're going to read it again, Genesis chapter 1, and then we'll get right into it. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years, and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the water team with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So as we look at this in Genesis chapter 1, several things come to mind. But I want to bring in some teaching resources that we acquired here at Heavenward Thinking from Answers in Genesis. And over the next several weeks as we're working through Genesis, we're going to be using some of these resources Uh, that they allow us to use in teaching. Uh, So we're going to specifically start with 
looking at creation. And creation is one of the seven seas of history that Answers in Genesis lays out in their curriculum. And the seven seas of history are seven milestones uh, of Scripture. And they provide the foundation for all of our teachings that we find throughout the rest of Scripture. So as we start from the beginning on this show called From the Beginning, we're going to start right here in Genesis and see what the basics are as we develop them and go throughout the rest of Scripture. So we need to look at this foundation of Genesis, and it shows really the fundamental differences between Christianity and everything else. Christianity is about being based on God's word. Our whole, our whole foundation is God's word, the authority of God, the authority of scripture. And then we have everything else, every other religion, every other thought process is man's word and man's authority. And what we see in our culture today is this battle between these two perspectives, between God's word, God's authority, and man's word and man's authority. So when we look at Genesis, we need to see that we start with Scripture. Our faith as Christians is built on believing in the very words of God. If we discard the Bible and say it's not authoritative, science has disproven the Bible, science says millions of years, science says evolution is, then we're starting at the wrong place. As Christians, we need to start from Scripture. We don't need to be ashamed of starting from Scripture. We need to Hold fast to that. That is our belief. Scripture is authoritative. God is way more authoritative than man. We can't trust man because we are fallible. We constantly make errors. We make mistakes. Science shows us that. If we look along the path of science, how many mistakes mankind has made. But when we look at God's word, he never has made a mistake. His word says that God cannot lie. God never changes. God has always been there, always will be there. If it comes to that, why wouldn't we choose God's authority and what God's word says over mankind? So we're just going to, on this show, start with that. And we we don't apologize here at Heavenward Thinking for having that belief in God's word. And we're going to start there on every topic. So now that we've started with that, we're going to start looking at the first C of history. And that's creation. And what do we see in this first C of history? Uh, that points to Jesus in scripture, we see creation is six literal days of creation is the first thing that pops out. We see in Genesis chapter one, we clearly saw that God created by speaking. He created each day. He created different things and he created in six days and on the seventh he rested. Now Christians have for at least several hundred years, they have started to twist that and change it into well, there, could there be a gap theory? Could there be a day-age theory? Could we have progressive creationism? Could we mix evolution in? And we've allowed evolution to t- sort of twist and totally change our belief because we've shifted from believing God and relying on his authority, authority to changing onto man's authority because people looked at fossils. They looked at some different evidence, the same evidence that creationists look at, and they looked at them and they said, well, Let's start from a different perspective. Let's start from man's perspective. How could fossils have formed? Well, we need millions of years. So let's just throw that in there. When they start with that perspective, they're not starting with the word of God. So we need to be very clear about that. As we're looking at scripture, people are looking at the same evidence through two totally different perspectives. It's not different evidence. We don't have our own evidence for Christians. There's not their own evidence for science. It's all the same evidence there. People are looking at it with two different worldviews, two perspectives, and coming with totally different results. So when we look at that, we see that what does Scripture say? Scripture says God created in six days. When we look at how the word day is used in Hebrew, in the overwhelming majority of cases in the Old Testament, 
it means a literal 24-hour day. It wouldn't make sense for this account to use a different uh, interpretation of the word day when it's the same word used time after time after time, different events in scripture. It just doesn't make sense. And then when we look at this six literal days concept, it's very important because if we change it to millions of years, billions of years, if we change it, however we change it, if we add thousands more years than the, the 6,000 years we believe, the world has been around about approximately 6,000 years, and it was six literal days of creation. If we change that, then we have to account for things like why was there death before sin? Was there death before sin? And if we have the millions of years belief, then yes, there were. There were tons of people who died, tons of animals who died before sin. And that doesn't seem to be something that God would do. When we look at Genesis 1, God says, this is very good. It's very good. Why would God call death over millions of years good before sin? Uh, so when we look at that logically through a Christian worldview lens, a Christian perspective, that is a really important issue. When we look at the fossil layers, we see evidence of uh, animals eating other animals. And when we look at the end of Genesis, if you uh, read and paid attention to what we said at the very end of Genesis chapter 1, it shows how God gave the plants for every animal and every human being to eat. He did not give the animals and the people the um, the blood or the meat or we weren't um, meat eaters. We were vegetarians. And so were all the animals in the world before the flood. That's what we were. We were vegetarians. And when we look at the fossil layers and we see animals eating other animals, that would contradict scripture if we changed our view. We have to stay on the view of the word of God, which says six days. So that's very important that we look at that. Another example is in the fossil layers, they have found evidence of thorns being mixed in with the fossil layers. Well, that wouldn't make sense because thorns came as a result of the curse, which came as a result of sin. When sin entered the world in Genesis chapter 3. So we have to be careful when we look at things as Christians, we're relying on the word of God, not relying on science uh, as determined by man's view. Science can be scriptural because we can look at evidence with God's word, God's authority as our basics. And then science is going to support what scripture says. But when we look at science through a man-made interpretation, when we look on man's authority, man's word, that's where we get off track. So really what we're going to emphasize here from the beginning is focus on what God's word says. What's, what's God's word and what does his authority say in all of these different aspects of creation? So I hope you've been challenged by this today as we've dug into our first topic of six little days of creation in Genesis chapter 1. And I hope you join us next time as we go further into Genesis chapter 1 and move on to other chapters as we start from the beginning. Join us next time.